You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're going to see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Oh, yeah, we do. We want to have some fun here. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, Saturday, November 19th. 2011 broadcasting from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We have been doing the Cigar of the Year since 1992. The Cigar of the Year is announced on Super Bowl Sunday every year. But first, it is the contenders. Who are the contenders for the Cigar of the Year? And that's what we're doing this week. Seven cigars in all. Last week, we brought you number one, number two, number three. It is the final four this week on the Cigar Authority. The best of 2011. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. My name is David Garofalo. With me, Mr. Jonathan. I wanted to keep everything the same, so I dug through my wardrobe and I found the exact same outfit that I wore last week because it's lucky. And for those listening on the radio, you can notice that and you can see that he's wearing those <laughs> tight pants and that ugly shirt. And, ugly uh, shirt? We never said that my shirt was ugly. Well, I, 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 I forgot to mention shirt that. right here. And Chuck Morrison's here, Chuck. What's All's up, well? All's well. Okay, we're going to smoke... Um, Four cigars today in two hours, and um, the first, uh, last week, we uh, smoked the th- first three contenders for the Cigar of the Year. E.P. Carrillo Maduro was the first one. That's a Dominican cigar from Ernesto Perez Carrillo, a $7 cigar. Next came Lara Loba, Sumatra. That's from Nicaragua, the Don Pepin Cigar Factory, My Father Cigars. And the third was a Honduran cigar, Alec Bradley, American Classic, um, a cigar in the $4 range. And we're moving on uh, with the, the last four cigars, the last four contenders, seven in all, and one of them on Super Bowl Sunday will be the Cigar of the Year. We're going to ask your help uh, to help us decide that also. There's a contender, contenders pack with all seven cigars in it. It's a $39.99 pack of cigars. If you buy one of the packs, there's a special email address to uh, email us your choice. We give that consideration along with availability of the cigar, consistency, value, everything we can possibly put into determining what the best cigar of 2011 is. And again, on Super Bowl Sunday, we make that announcement. We give away uh, a plaque to the the winner, and it goes on to our plaques in the stores that say uh, what they are. And as I mentioned, we've been doing it since 1992. The first people to do it, you may have heard of magazine or two the past couple of years to come out with it. Yeah, 
they copied us, but it, this is the cigar of the year uh, as determined by us since 1992. Also, if you'd like a, a little bit of a background on each of the cigars, we filmed some videos that will be up on Two Guys Smoke Shop. And the cool thing that we're doing for the first time, Chuck, is each video has a link to the next video right there. You don't have to leave the site. Nice. You go on. You can watch the intro for the Cigar of the Year contenders. And then you can click through in the video player. Each time the video ends, there's a little link that says, the next cigar, boom, the next cigar, boom. And my apologies in advance for the little annoying man that pops up throughout the video. You, you can't help but be invaded <laughs> by Mr. Jonathan who pops in and makes a candid, what do they call that? A cameo. Cameo appearance. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so this week, putting the FU in fun. WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. You're just going to go with that every week now, WWU and fun every week. Every week it's the same thing. Really, it's only been like four days that I've been doing it. So, <laughs> WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. And don't just listen live. You can capture us or catch us captured video streaming on Ustream.tv, podcasted on Podbean.com and iTunes, and also our latest and greatest affiliate, the Cigar Station, which you hear the promo now at the beginning of every show, thecigarstation.com, the new home of the Cigar Authority, and twice on Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and again, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome aboard the Cigar Station to the Cigar Authority Radio Network, and we are on demand for your listening enjoyment on thecigarauthority.com. Let me just mention the Cigar Station once more, that uh, they are the world's first and only 24-7 online radio show uh, made for the cigar lover. Uh, great music uh, is on there, along with they give you techniques on cutting and lighting and things like that. It's made so that the cigar store actually plays the cigar station. So their hopes is every cigar store in the country is going to be playing the station. It's nice music to have into a cigar store to begin with, with some uh, little tidbits of uh, cigar information thrown in. And they know good talent when they hear it because yeah, they, they play the Cigar Authority twice a week, Sundays, 11 in, to 2. In 1980, uh, what's that guy's name? Turner. Ted Turner. Ted Turner. He, CNN? Yeah, they, people thought he was crazy when he did a 24-hour all-news station called CNN yeah. that went live in 1980. And now can That's you right. imagine having the TV on without being able to go to any number of maybe eight or nine? Yes. All news, 24 hours a day. You want the news right now. You can click on eight or nine different TV sh stations That's on right. your TV yeah. plus Internet. And now – for cigars, we've got thecigarstation.com. Talk about a niche. I mean, it, it's a small, small niche. Our cigar smokers, one out of a 1,000 people are our cigar smokers. Uh, aren't there only like 4,000 cigar shops or so in, 4, in the United States? 4,000 cigar shops, yep. Wow. So, wow. But you can listen at your home too, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any, anywhere you have internet. Thecigarstation.com. So, in fact, what I would recommend our listeners do is, is throw that on. If you're going to sit back and have a stogie. On the cigar station. I've recently discovered the, these different apps for radio. So they have you know, an app. AM radio. Uh, I like to listen to Jay Severin mm -hmm. for the afternoon drive, and the AM radio station that he's on isn't very powerful up here. So I got the app for my phone, and I can now plug my phone directly into my car, and I can listen in crystal clear. And they've got this for the cigar station as well. Put the app on your phone, and you're ready to go. You can listen to it all the time if yeah. you want. Yeah, especially. 
11, on, 11 to 1. On Sundays. On Sundays. Yes. Well, day or night. Twice and, twice on Sundays. Twice. Makes it twice it's as good. Like, it's kind of like Mrs. Jonathan's in my arrangement on Sundays. Mrs. Jonathan, that's his wife. Mrs. Jonathan. She likes that. She, she hates that. <laughs> <laughs> the marriage so, council likes it. My, yeah, keep digging. <laughs> my, <laughs> my favorite is the expression on uh, staff members, because recently Dwayne, as a joke, changed my name in your computer system so that my last name is Jonathan and my first name is Mr. And so when they can't remember or they can't find my number now, because they used to go in under my old last name. Because you don't know your number. Uh, no, I have it memorized, but okay. they'll, they'll say as I'm walking up, you know, they'll try to have it ready for me by the time I get to the counter, yep. like a race. Yep. And they go, oh, my God, I can't find you anymore. What's your last name again? And I say, Jonathan. No, no, what's your last name? Jonathan. And so they go, it's not Jonathan. They start typing it in. Sure enough, Mr. Jonathan pops up, and it's the same response every time. I can't believe it, even on here. So yes. you can go to all three stores. All and three stores, and it's Mr. Jonathan. And you got enough employees to mess around with that for sixteen of them, yeah. Yeah. And I, I get, I get repeats. You know, some of the ones that aren't as sharp as yeah. the others. They forget we've had the conversation. There we go. Not going to mention my cavy's name. We've had it three times. All this time, I have never met Mrs. Jonathan. Really? Yeah, she's proud of that. Actually, she yeah. mentions it all the time. We have not met. We're going to have to have some sort of social thing. And, yeah, maybe uh, we'll go to Prelude. We'll go visit Tommy and yeah, do something. Introduce your your wife to my wife. That'll be the would, end. Would it be a good thing or would it be a bad thing? Could it be bad? Well, it could be bad because the two of us sitting there kind of sounding a little bit alike when we get ranting and raving, she's going to not really be that excited to have two of us at the same table. <laughs> we could pre-plan it so that it ends up being a good thing. And at the end, yeah, Dave's a good guy. Go go see him. And, you know, that's what we try to happen. When The, the wives are going to start coming in. It's Christmas season now. The wives are going to start pouring in the yeah. store all the time. And we try to be so very, very nice to them and show them that there's no bad going around here. This is a good place for your husband to go feel good about it. And we've been doing it for years like that because – that's what you want. You want the wife to say on Saturday afternoon when they've had enough of him to say, go to the cigar store, will you? Beautiful. You well, know, that's what you want to happen. Funny thing happened. My friend John, who shops here, his, his birthday just happened, and his wife happened to come in. And you had, uh, this was maybe six months ago, your um, girl that cleans the floors there, the yeah. pretty whatever. Yeah. And so the wife comes in and sees the girl, and so she goes home, and you're not going back there. There's hot girls in there all over the place. And he's like, no. Nah, She's just the cleaning lady and this and that. And so then she comes in recently the other day, uh, pick up cigars for their anniversary or whatever, and now the girl's pregnant. Now he's definitely not allowed back in the shop. <laughs> Somebody did that to her. Yeah, her husband. Hopefully. Her husband. She already, now that's the second baby, and she's a kid herself. She yeah. does look young. Yep. Uh, Lace. That's her name. Lace. Nice. Lace? Doesn't have to be, yeah. Like lather and Lace? It's it's uh, she's Brazilian, so it's L I E A C Lice Lice. I don't know. She's been here for many many years, but I don't know. I just try to stay away. I don't get myself in any trouble. I understand. Speaking of lace, have you guys seen Cigar Snob? Yes, I have. Talked about that last week. Woo. Sorry, I just you said no. lace, and that's the where two my of went. you are unbelievable with this last week nonsense. It was 15 <laughs> minutes ago that we recorded that. <laughs> 
We are doing back-to-back recordings because we're doing the uh, contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We've gone through three of them. So instead of smoking seven cigars straight in two hours, we spread it over over four Four hours. hours, And it's twice as easy because we said last year it was really tough. We did seven all at once. Eight, actually, last year. It was eight? Eight at once. It was really tough. So let's do it in two shows. And that was a night that we did We'll do two shows, but let's do the two shows back. That's right. Yeah. We did tape that show, too. Yeah. So that was like 14th cigar for me that day. Because you smoked in advance. Yeah, I preloaded all day and then. And last, okay. year, last year's winner was 2283. 2283, right? the winner. Uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus Fuego. Jesus Fuego, yep, yep. And uh, the year previous to that was um, the folks, uh, our advertisers from Brick House, yes. which continues to rock and roll. That cigar is still flying. Great value, $5 cigar. How many times has someone like Jesus Fuego been in as a contender two years in a row? I, I understand no one's ever won two years in a row, but has that ever happened? Mm-hmm. Lots of times. Okay. Lots of times. That, Somebody. That people are contenders. Uh, sometimes for the same cigar, sometimes for... How can that be, for the same cigar? Because it came out pretty new uh, that year, and, uh, and then it got some legs and uh, continued to get bigger and better and better following, and mm-hmm. still had lots of attention brought onto it, and you bring it on, and then, you know, it makes it or it doesn't make it. You know, look, look at the contenders of the year of the different things that won, and different weird things happen. But uh, as we went on to the, the cigars of the year... Um, from last week's show, E.P. Carrillo, which um, is the Maduro, last year the regular one was in it. This year they did not win. This year the Maduro was in it. We'll see what happens. If it does win, it'll be the first Maduro ever to win the Cigar of the Year. It's never happened to a Maduro. Very you call interesting. That, do you call that do or do you call it doesn't have any chance Maduro's never win? Funny how it could, yeah. could play out. We mentioned Lara Loba. Lara Loba is a Don Pepin Garcia product. Don Pepin Blue won many years ago when it first came out. Uh, Don Pepin, he was the hottest cigar, new cigar maker. A lot of people didn't even know of him. And look what he's become. But the Don Pepin Blue had, had won before. Alec Bradley, American Classic. Alec Bradley, I don't believe, has ever won a Cigar of the Year. Nothing from their factories have ever won before. So does that make them do? Who knows? Now, the final four. We're going to smoke the first cigar today, and this is a cigar out of Nicaragua. It is the Tabacalera Perdomo Estate Selection Vintage 2002, the Perdomo ESV. Perdomo ESV has come out many, many years ago. This is a new version of it, the 2002 crop. And uh, from our friend Nick Perdomo, this is a cigar in the $6 range, $6 to $7 range. This is the uh, the Toro, and um, it is a uh, Connecticut shade, true Connecticut shade wrapper, USA Connecticut shade in Nicaraguan binder and filler. Most of the tobacco coming from their own farms. Uh, Nick Perdomo has been very, very hot of recent. Uh, he has won the Cigar of the Year many, many years ago. He brings it up to me all the time. Why he hasn't won since I believe the '90s. Wow. And uh, what do you think? Is the time he seems to be in it all the time? He's always got some good, good product. He releases a lot of new stuff, right? So uh, uh, I've had the cigar many, many times. I like it very much. Uh, his cigars, as I say, uh, are hot because of uh, they are a great value. Uh, this one in particular, I think it's uh, the nicest thing he's come out with in uh, a long, long time. And uh, again, very densely packed. Yet, noticing. yet you're going to notice that you, you already lit yep. yours. Effortless draw. 
pack like that, to have a nice draw like that is uh, something to say. Notes of um, barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Yeah. Very subtle. Smoky barbecue sauce. And and being a... a, uh, not a uh, meat eater yourself, uh, what do you put your barbecue sauce on? Portobello mushrooms. Ask a question, you get an answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ask a question, you get the answer. Portobello mushrooms and barbecue sauce. Portobello mushrooms is like a steak, they say, huh? Yeah. I've never ate one. Oh, they're I phenomenal. Grill them up, they bleed just like meat. Really? Yeah. They get Once they get unmushroomy, they, they cook and they... You end up with a gravy. How big are they? Depends, but, you know, you can get big. five inches. Big enough to make a sandwich. You know, uh, I went to Tommy Grella's new restaurant, Prelude, and I got some pasta with a truffle sauce, a truffle gravy. I don't know what you would call it. Tr- a truffle, yeah. And uh, I, I said, what is truffle? What is it? You know, and they said it's a mushroom grown under the ground, under the trunk of a tree or something like that. And very, very expensive. And they just put a little bit in, and it changes dramatically, and they grind this mushroom. You know how they find truffles? No. They train pigs. Pigs have a very sensitive sense of smell, and so they train the pigs to go rooting for the mushrooms, and that's how they dig them out. And really? the pig goes in there, and they've got to get the pig away before it eats the truffle, and then you get the truffle. And he's digging to get it, and it's very expensive. Oh, yeah. He showed me the little bottle, and he says, this costs 100 something dollars, and a little pinch is put into the into what it is, and it's big money. So you pigs end up finding out. You know how they do um, the coffee bean from the... Um, yes, I do. What? Which is the coffee That's bean? That's the um, Jamaican? Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. I'm lost. Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. You ever hear of it? Very expensive. I have heard Jamaican of it. Blue Mountain. Yeah. $50 a pound. Yeah. Now, in order to get the coffee bean, the coffee bean is way up in the mountains, so much so that not even a human can, can, can get up there. If they made it so that you could get up there, it would ruin the ecosystem and you wouldn't be able to harvest the crop. So they send monkeys up, train monkeys. that They're like homing pigeons. The monkeys go up. That's how they eat. They, they eat, eat the coffee beans. They eat the coffee bean. They come back down into their cage overnight. There's pooping. They harvest the poop. And wash it tell off me, a little bit. Tell me you're kidding here. I'm not kidding. No, that's true. Jamaican Blue Mountain, that's why it's so expensive. It's very, very, it's a very low yield. Yeah. Okay. So and you're speechless. No interest. No interest in None. it. None. As soon as I heard it came I, from I Monkey Poop, I got some Jamaican Blue I had to have it. And I had some for Christmas. Somebody gave me I did. a Christmas present. That's yeah. right. And that Christmas morning, we had Jamaican Blue Mountain. Real Jamaican Blue Mountain. There's some stuff that says, you know, it's a big lie. Right. Know, the real stuff is very expensive. You're going to get it, yeah. and it's very, very nice coffee. I mean, is I it like bean that you grind? Coffee bean with ground. Yeah. yeah. Now, the coffee bean is inside another shell. Right. And, and then they the poop fruit, out the whole shell. The now, you cut goes, the shell open, and inside, so it's not like the poop touched the shell. That's where my concern was. The, I mean, the poop touched the shell, not the coffee not bean. Not the coffee bean And itself. if it did touch the coffee bean, it would make it that much better for me. Oh, my God. I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> the more disgustinger, the more betterer. And that's a word. So uh, the cigar of the year, we, we choose it, and we choose it based on... Uh, direct sales that are happening, and more than just sales, it's continued sales. So you, you check a customer out, comes in and buys a couple cigars, 
and then you watch that customer. And we have a, a sophisticated computer system that tells us of repeat things that happen. So a guy comes in, buys a couple cigars. Later on, he comes in and buys a box of that cigars. That's a big plus because somebody actually made, voted. They don't know they voted, but they voted with their wallet. So the M80 by Pete Johnson, there is no way of tracking continued sales because there were 333 boxes. They're all gone. And that's it, right? And it can't win the cigar of the year because there's no consistency it was, because it came out once. If it was the greatest cigar ever rolled, could it be a contender? No. And that's the reason. It has right. to be a regular production it's be cigar. Accessible. Accessible. Accessibility is, I have is a box. dramatic. There's some great cigars out there that are regular production cigars that come in just too slow to be the cigar of the year. It's it's out of stock. Well, out of stocks is an automatic like when Liga Pravada was tough to get. Right. Now, Liga Pavada should have been the Cigar of the Year years ago because it was that great. It was a great new cigar that came in. It wasn't even a contender. Because, because you couldn't get it. it. Was, it just the unavailability of a perfect, perfect example. So, you know, some of the manufacturers that are saying, wow, you foo-fooed me again this year. It wasn't part of it. These are major, major reasons for that. You have to keep production going. It has to be something accessible to the consumer, accessible for a cigar store to keep getting. That's going to be part of it. Directly us, the two guys. All right, Chuck. What would you have if one Honduran, one Nicaraguan, and two Dominicans walked into a bar? A duck. You would have today's show. Cigar of the Year, part two. Nice. Or part deux. Three Dominicans, two Hondurans. Oh, today we have two Dominicans, right. Two Dominicans, one Nicaraguan, one Honduran. What I did was I read off the notes that you wrote. Okay, good. So I just read off that. So you know it's correct as opposed to what you're – I thought I knew it was correct, but then you tried correcting me. Nope. We have seven contenders of the year. What I want to say is three of them of the seven are Dominican cigars, two are Hondurans, two are Nicaraguans. Which is interesting because you would think that with all the press that Nicaraguan tobacco is getting right now – that they would all be Nicaraguan puros practically because everybody's talking about Nicaraguan tobacco, and the reality is there's only two Nicaraguans. Dominicans really must be the hot seller then for new stuff. Yeah. Maybe last year was the, was Nicaragua. Maybe Dave's ahead of the curve. Who knows? Is 2283 Nicaraguan? Is, is Nicaragua. Is that Honduran? Honduran. That's Honduran. Yep, last year was a Honduran. It, it, it's actually... Uh, yeah, it's it's made in Honduras, but it's a five tobacco blend that has Nicaraguan in it, and maybe some of these cigars have Nicaraguan in it. Well, first off, this cigar we're smoking right now, which is uh, Perdomo's ESV 2002, is a Connecticut shade, U.S. grown Connecticut shade wrapper, all Nicaraguan filler and binder. Nicaraguan tobacco is very good, very good, and people can use it in their blends. It's actually a great ingredient. Um, and where, where you, cigars are hot. Where do you stand if you were to compare a Dominican Puro, a Honduran Puro, and Nicaraguan Puro? Which one would come out on top, you think? Well, Honduran Puro tends to have a bite. A um, Dominican Puro, which would be something like a, um, a Toro Fuente Opus X, is, is the Dominican Puro. Um, you think about another Dominican Puro that we have out here is that name that cigar we smoked a couple weeks ago. Yes. Saturday. Uh, <laughs> it's only a joke to you. Nobody knows this but you. I just I feel it's like I'm being dishonest to people. Because we tape shows in between because of the New England Patriots who bump us on some of the radio stations. And Chuck, who's part of the problem, not part of the solution, he runs the audio for them. 
I, I look forward to the end and of the radio ma- broadcast when Gil Santos says. And a couple weeks ago on the big game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, really. A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah. Giants not only ended their perfect season back in 2007, but the Giants just ended a, uh, I don't even know how many games, but a, a long-running, home-winning streak. I'll tell you, that Eli Manning, he's phenomenal. You just He's good under pressure. Yeah. You can rough him up a little bit. He doesn't get his feathers all ruffled. He's just a tough kid. I think he gets better when you ruffle his feathers. I think you he does. Like that? You, Dave, you talk a lot about, like, motivating people, people, you know, what That's their incentives it. are. Do people yeah. get motivated? Do any of your employees yeah. by, like... Well, I know I certainly do. Yeah. I am motivated when I have competition. Yeah. I love it. You know, all of a sudden competition comes and it should be, oh, geez, competition's there. No, it, it makes everybody play better. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Football's not football if you're not keeping score, which if everyone gets a trophy, doesn't matter if you kept score or not. It's really not competition, which is where the world is going right now. Right. I was just going to say that. That's where I was thinking <laughs> of terrible. it. Saying, There's more and more of that going on. But competition is good. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Make yourself better and try to be the best and try to become the 1%. Try. Don't look at them and say, shame on you, you 1%. Or try to become them. And everybody will grow. Rising tides raise all ships, right? Love it. You are just the man when it comes to these isms. I like it. Well, that's what it's about, man. Let's all become better. And let's become a better. We'll all grow as as a country. And then we'll become the greatest country in the world so that we used to be. You're again. not saying don't go camping, don't buy a tent, but don't live in your tent protesting Wall Street. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with going camping. camping yeah. But do it in the woods yeah. and do it for the right reason, not because shame on you for earning too much money. Stop sitting in the tent complaining about somebody being successful. Become successful yourself, unless that's not who you want to be. But I want to make myself better. Yeah, I'm not grow. interested in just being a loser who lives in a tent, protesting against Down people who by work, the river. work harder than I do. You think they're bathing in the river? Probably. They're barely bathing. I don't think they're bathing at all. Yeah, yeah they're s- bathing. Smelly little snot rockets. Okay, let's not turn this into a political mess that it already is. <laughs> um, we are smoking the Perdomo ESV 2002, and um, I love it. It does, it's deserving. Look how well it's burning. Oh, yeah. Perfect burn. Perfect draw. Very, very nice. And like you say, yeah. densely packed. You wouldn't think you're going to draw out of this. Well, thing. And you would, think, you would think that you'd find more of them split. But you almost never see one split because of the construction. Is there like a double binder or something going on I in there? I don't think so. I don't think so. Whatever it is, they, they roll them beautiful. And uh, they pack them. They, they're really strong. They put... You're always going to get a perfect draw because they draw test. I've been in the factory, and I see they draw test the cigar before they put the outside wrapper on. When they bunch it, they put it into a machine, make sure it pulls a certain percentage to this machine that does it. Okay, it's good. And if it isn't, it's put aside. And it, goes, it actually goes back to the roller that rolled it. And now you've got to fix it. This is part of well, your... How, what do you do? Unravel it? Whatever they have to do. I, uh, they, uh, um, Roy came on yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And told us yesterday. No, yeah. I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Well, that's what Roy said. If, if it if it doesn't draw, it goes back to that roller, and and they have to do their 300 cigars a day or whatever they do. It doesn't count. It doesn't sure. count. And now you must re-roll this, Senor. Senor. Senor El Fuego. 
I'm liking it. Mm. Nick's doing some great stuff out there, and his stuff is 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 on fire. And we're gonna we're gonna talk later about um, hot cigars. What's hot? What's not? And I know Nick Perdomo stuff is one of the hot stuff. New cigars hitting the shelf, and uh, also cigar number five, six, and seven. We got four cigars to smoke in two hours, so we better take a break. And when we come back, we'll uh, we'll do that. So four cigars in two hours, folks. Don't try this at home. This is for the professionals. This is for the Cigar Authority. We're chain smoking here on the Cigar Authority, and you're listening live. We'll be back in just a couple minutes on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold 
including spores and pollen. I'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple I can fix your problem. The Oric Clean Home Center is located at 8 Spitbrook Road at the corner of the DW Highway in Nashua, New Hampshire, right across the street from Two Guys Smoke Show. Visit my friend John Sullivan in Nashua, New Hampshire. Or call us at 603-595-2122. That's 603-595-2122. Oric, simply amazing since 63. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran. Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago. But today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, men who go to bed with itchy bum wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern-day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. And we are living the life, baby. Yeah. I'm loving these bumpers, Chuck. Yeah. A little Frank Sinatra. Let's sing along, everybody. That's, that's life. life. That's oh. life. That's what all the people say. One of my favorite swing tunes right here. You're riding high in April. Shot, shot down, down in May. May. Great Frank Sinatra. Love the stuff. Love it. We are here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and we're tasting the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We do it every year since 1992. And uh, we have seven contenders, and we have smoked, what, four of them so far? Something I'm going to say that I didn't expect to happen. I'm still able to taste the cigars, stick after stick, Chuck Ketch, uh, which I was expecting my palate to be burnt out. But the, the way that we picked them in the order that we're smoking them, whether it was luck or not, they're so different that the differences in flavors are popping for me right now. Yeah. No particular order at all. We're just going through seven cigars. The first cigar we smoked was E.P. Carrillo Maduro, contender for the Cigar of the Year. Next was La Raloba Sumatra. Next came the Alec Bradley American Classic. 
The fourth one, which we're, uh, it's, I'm ashamed to even put it down because I'm not even halfway through with it, but a uh, nice taste of it. It is the Perdomo ESV Connecticut 2002. Uh, all cigars very different from each other, but all the greatest cigars of 2011, according to us. This one right here, the Sangre de Toro that we're about to light up, I've well, been looking forward to. There's the answer of the – just tell everybody. Go ahead. Oh, you were, you were going to tease it? Well, you've got to say you've got to make a big deal about it. It's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal because last year's winner of Cigar of the Year was 2283 by Jesus Fuego. It's never been done before. But here's another cigar from Jesus Fuego, and if he was to win again this year, he would be the Cigar of the Year two years in a row. This time, it's Jesus Fuego's Sangre de Toro. And speaking of sandwich, (laughs) huh? How's that for That's a segue. That's a segue. Probably probably our favorite sponsor of the show, Scott, from Moe's. Over behind the shop. Right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, is Moe's Italian Sandwich Shop. I visit you more now than ever since I've, I've discovered Moe's because I know that I can call you up and say, would you like a Moe? And you can't say no to a Moe. You can't say no to a Moe. That's their theme. And it's so. what's great about their theme is it's true. You can't say no to a Moe. Scott, welcome aboard, Hi, my Scott. man. Hi, Scott. Hey, gentlemen. How are we doing today? I can't hear oh, a word you're on. saying. How's that? There we go. Beautiful. One, two, there three. it is. There it is. How are you? <laughs> Just running around like a chicken with my head cut off. It's just okay. one of those days. Nice. So uh, I noticed right away, and, and I was happy to see you, but the mo- most important thing when you walked in was did you come packing? And uh, <laughs> it looks like you did. I had him reinforce the bag. Outstanding. <laughs> Something, That's a little taste for everybody. Very cool. Because you can't say no to a mo. So, Scott, what got you into the Moe's business? What's the story with Moe's? It's been around for many, many years. 53 years, Dave. 53. You, you uh, look really good for yeah, that age. I, I, yeah. <laughs> between the cigar smoke and the Italian sandwiches, preserve yourself. Here we go. <laughs> so it's not you, obviously. You didn't start the company. I did not. A good friend of mine uh, who was my next-door neighbor, her grandfather started it. Okay. And we grew up in Methuen. So Is that I, where Moe started, Methuen? That's where the second generation was living. Okay. Uh, I believe Mr. Pagano, who founded this, was from like the, the Andover, North Andover area. Okay. And he was a meat and cheese salesperson. All right. And he walked into one of his uh, shops to sell him meat and cheese, and the guy said, this is my last order. My wife took ill. We're heading to Florida. He bought the deli right there on the spot. Hmm. And the name was Moe's. So he, he he's not Mo. He's not Mo. Oh really? Yeah, okay. Everybody's called him Mo though. Okay. <laughs> and they're calling you Mo. Yeah, well, yeah. We call you Mo. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. As long as you keep calling me, you can call me whatever you'd like. Yeah. Now, interesting thing about the business model: there is no lettuce. None ever. Ever. No. Go in. You want a lettuce sandwich? Out of luck. Out of luck. Yeah. If you want lettuce in your sandwich, it, it's going back to where it did originally, and this is what the the menu was. And it's still the same menu. Still the same. Instead the, of adding, I want a chicken. If I want a chicken fingers, no way. You want a hamburger, no way. This is what he had then. This is what he has now. I love it. I love that because what people end up doing is adding so much onto their menu, they do nothing good. You, you lose perspective of what you started with. Right. You know, he took his mother's recipe from Naples, and that's the original recipe that we still use today. And that original recipe never had lettuce. So we've stayed true to that. We've tried it when we came out with the wraps years ago, but 
it just didn't work out. So. Well, just, people are going to Moe's because they want to mow. They want to They mow. don't want to wrap. They don't want lettuce. Well, one thing that irritates me so much about some of the big chain sub shops is you walk in, and I'm a vegetarian, so I get a vegetable sandwich. I end up with lettuce and maybe a tomato, an onion, a cucumber if I'm lucky, and then some cheese in there, and, and they slap some Italian dressing, and they call it a sandwich. If I wanted lettuce, I would just go buy a head of iceberg from Market Basket. Yeah, you don't I even want, want lettuce anyway. You bust it because they don't have it, so yeah. that's it. You also want cheese on it, and, it, and you don't want it to be American cheese, and it's not because you don't have American cheese either. We do not. We have our own line of provolone. It's a little shop. It's really good. I yeah. like it. And I'm not a vegetarian guy at all, but I get the vegetarian because once I tasted yours, I said, okay, I want this. But what is a mo? A mo is an Italian sandwich. A mo is our version of the Italian. Okay. Uh, it's our own special blend of meat. And so we have our own proprietary blend of the salami meat that we've blended with all the other flavors, uh, as well as our specially blended provolone. And then onions, peppers, pickles, tomatoes, and black olives. Any or none. It's up to you. And you have an interesting uh, condiment that you put on by request. It's the special kind of oil. Tell us about that. That special oil, I don't remember where that started, but uh, people liked a little bit more spice in there. Yeah, a little zest. So what we've done over the years is they came up with their own house oil. And, you know, it's basically just an olive oil infused with a little garlic powder and red pepper flakes. Well, so, we love it. Yeah, it's you know it's not spicy, but it's enough to wake your taste buds up and go, "What was that?" Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like it. I can't get it without it. I want it on there. Absolutely, and absolutely. So you can't get you know an Italian sub or an Italian hoagie or whatever they call it around around the country is not a mo. A mo is proprietary. Nobody has this kind of meat that's Correct. inside there. The bread is specially blended just for us. The meat is our own proprietary blend, the provolone's our own proprietary blend, as well as the pickles. Really? The pickles are our own blend as well. Because you sell the pickle by itself we, also? We do sell the pickle yeah. by itself, and you'd be amazed at the amount of pickles that we go through. <laughs> People just love the pickles. I'll tell you this about Scott. Definitely a player in the networking world. You'd think a sub shop, most sub shops, the owners are just lazy. They sit there, they let the employees make the sandwiches, they show up once in a while... Scott has hosted networking events. He's got uh, friends at Kevin Radio that's going to be coming in and doing a radio program right from his, show, his store. Yep. He comes to all of my networking events. I love him. Yep. I appreciate that. It's hard worker. Take care of friends, and they take care of you. Now, this is new because we've been here for a long time. Yep. You've just opened. In the- we, we opened up past, uh, this past February. Okay. And, you know, obviously wasn't all that best planning on my part, Mother Nature showing yes. up. Uh, we had so much snow, as you remember. Yeah. I think it was May or June before I could see 28. Right. <laughs> uh, it's just, it was crazy. So, no, we've been there since February. This is uh, when we opened up. This is shop number 13. There are a total of 15 shops altogether, uh, 13 in New Hampshire and two in Maine. Okay, so all so, up here in the, in the northeast of New England here. Yeah. Right. The original shop uh, is still in downtown Portsmouth. That's been there for 50, 53 years now. And family wow. still involved in the whole thing? Family still owns two of the shops. Okay. So they're the third generation uh, who was my best friend growing up. She's now president and CEO. Okay. So, so it's a little franchise thing, and do they plan on branching out and getting bigger and bigger, or...? Um, I think when they first started franchising in 95, they didn't know what to expect. And, you know, since 95, they've added, what, 10, 12 shops? 
So no small, no small task. No, no. It, it, to me, it looks like an easily run operation that does not all that dramatic uh, going on. There's no uh, French fries going on. There's no uh, friolators, and there's no right. and things like that. So do you, you find it pretty simple and easy? As From as- the business standpoint, it's a pretty basic, straightforward method, and that's just it. You keep focus on what you've got and do it right and do it fresh. The food keeps bringing yeah, it back. You're, you're cutting your tomatoes. You're cutting your pickles. You every morning. Yeah, every morning. This morning I was in there at five o'clock cutting everything up. Yeah, we were worried that we went over at nine o'clock to get our sandwich that uh, you weren't going to be open. But you had an employee there, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, made the sandwich fresh for us. Very so you, polite. So you must have been the first customer this morning. It was probably one of the first ones. Yeah. Who was your last customer yesterday? Um, my last customer was probably myself. <laughs> me? Oh, yeah. It was me. You, you and your, you and you your were, daughter. You were closing we, up, and we, uh, the signs were being closed up and stuff, and can you squeeze me in? And, yeah, okay. Yep, my son was outside, and we were like, yeah. we got a new customer. And my wife's like, I hope he doesn't say, no, we're closed. I'll kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the, probably the worst thing you could possibly to say to somebody who's coming in close to the end of business. I'm no, sorry. but things are being cleaned up and everything, yeah. and I said, you guys all right? Yeah, 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 oh, no, okay, no. do it. No, so, that, that, that's one thing about being a local you know, shop of our own. You know, we're not a big franchise. We'll but, probably get there one day. But, but here's your hours on, on the window. Obviously, it's not 9 a.m., and he comes in, and you are there early, and you oh, let yeah. them in. So it's earlier than your regular hours and later than your regular hours, and that, that really is the true way of doing it. It's, nobody wants to get shut out at the door at the exact moment right. or no. standing outside and waiting for the clock to tick the time it's supposed to be there. You open a little earlier, you close a little later, there is the su- success. There the, is- the customers are also learning and friends of ours are learning that, hey, if there are still a set of lights on, I'm in there. We're either doing paperwork or book work or cleaning up. Just knock on the door, and the door's going to be open, and you're going to be fed. Outstanding. Outstanding. So you have, you've got other stuff in there. You've got, uh, I know it's meatball subs. You've got some soups, a couple of lines of soup in there. We do. We have uh, you know, our original, which is our version of the Italian. We've got a uh, vegetarian. Uh, turkey, ham, um, let's see, tuna salad, chicken salad, meatballs. We have a local uh, soup company from Chelsea that makes all of our soups. Really? And I've yet to find a, a bad bunch. I've tried a bunch of them, and each flavor seems to be getting better and better. And you change them all the time? We rotate out. We have some staples, you know, like our, um, our haddock chowder. I can't keep enough of that in. Uh, chili, that's a big seller. Uh, chicken pot pie. Especially in the wintertime when you just need – you're not completely hungry, but you're cold, you're miserable. You just need something warm inside. Something to stick to your bones and warm you up. And Get a soup. Yeah. Soup and well, a sandwich. Half sandwich, soup, yep. combination. We talked about that yesterday. I yep. said, ooh, I didn't know you had the soup. And they have uh, some a tomato. What was that? Today we have a tomato with garden vegetables. I'm all in. That sounds wonderful. And I said, I'm, I'm in for that. But I get my sandwich without tomatoes. But it's I like tomato soup. And That's I a like weird it. thing it's, for you. It's just it's true, weird. But yeah, very interesting. Grilled cheese with tomato soup. What's better than that, right? So Ooh. I'll get the vegetarian, which is the closest that I'm going to get to a grilled cheese there with the tomato soup, and you get the thing going on. And I'm very excited about it. I like it. Whoopie pies. Oh, <laughs> I bought the last one yesterday. There was one left, so I got home. And we all ate our sandwiches, and then I go for the whoopie pie, and they go, one whoopie pie. I said, that's what there was left. There was only one left. 
And when it's gone, it's gone, and that's it. Th- those things are trouble. <laughs> if I'm not careful, my waistline. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you can see so- I could care less about mine, <laughs> so it doesn't hey, matter. You know, you got to try to, you know, enjoy life. That's it. Have you been gaining weight since I have. you have? I have. Uh, you know, when I, when I bought the business uh, and I went up for training and everything, they're like, okay, you know, what's your favorite flavor? And I'm like, well, what do you mean, what's my favorite flavor? I grew up on the original. That's all I've eaten for 40-some-odd years. She looked at me and laughed. She goes, okay, let's go. I had to eat every sandwich on the menu. Wow. And not all at once, obviously. Sure. But we went through two or three a day, and it's like, okay, this Okay. That's good. Don't That's care. good. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought in my in my life I'd ever eat a vegetarian sandwich and it's fantastic. I'm I'm off the turkey and on the vegetarian. There you go. And you like if I remember correctly, you like the spicy oil on your I love it. on your he vegetarian. Likes the spicy well. oil. I found out that he likes hots. So we put the hots on now. Little relish hots for you. So we we're actually thinking about doing a contest at your store, uh, the Mr. Jonathan versus the Dave. It's essentially the same sandwich minus the onions and the tomatoes, depending on who's. I don't like onions. Dave doesn't like tomatoes. So we'll do a contest and see which. Uh, what? How much we can eat? No, which sandwich <laughs> sells better, you dork. Oh, oh, which one sells better? <laughs> Most people can't keep their mind out of the gutter. You can't because keep I'm all in. If, I'm all in if you want to go into how much you can eat. Yeah, I'm sure you I've will. I've been practicing my whole life for that. Yeah, I'm all set. <laughs> so, okay, uh, you deliver? We do deliver. Uh, we take care of an area as far north as Derry in Londonderry. I live in Londonderry. And you would deliver to my home? Yeah. But I'm here every day anyway. Yeah. I don't, don't need we, to put we, you off. Even for a single sandwich? Or does it have to be a, a, a sizable order? Yeah, it depends. If you're not busy. Really dep- yeah, if, if, I'm, if I've got the staff at the shop who should be there, delivery's not a problem. You know, obviously, if I've got somebody that calls in sick and I'm stuck there by myself, I'm going to tell you. I can't yeah, get yeah, out yeah. today. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, we've done as far south as North Andover, and, uh, you know, we're fortunate that we've been two months now, we've been delivering to Shaw's supermarkets. Oh, there you You know, go. my wife mentioned that, that she saw it in Shaw's, and that's, yeah. you ma- that day you make the sandwiches and you bring them to Shaw's. That's what I was doing at 5 o'clock this morning. I made no four kidding. dozen sandwiches made, wrapped, and ready to go by 9 o'clock. And at 9 o'clock when my help comes in, I get in the car and deliver them to all the different Shaw's supermarkets. Wow. You made that contact, or how did that work out? Actually, that was already made by the company. Uh, our Dover store has been delivering to Shaw's for well over eight years. So this becomes your so territory and this is a Shaw's? This is my four counts. Um, and obviously, you know, once we get things rolling, I'm looking at expanding over into the Nashua area as well and picking up the two over in Nashua and maybe the two in Merrimack and making one giant loop every other day. There you go. Nice. Very nice. Now, we have a Moe's. We have a Seabrook store. We have a Moe's near us there. And I would go there all the time when I was at the Seabrook store, and they heard that one was opening behind us. And for Christmas last year, they got me a gift card before you even opened so that when you opened, if you know I showed up (laughs) with a gift card, Opening day yeah. to say, beautiful, you know, uh, and that's what I got for Christmas from these guys is uh, because the way to my heart is directly to my stomach. They know it, and uh, that's what I got. I so. think that's for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just I, ha- I haven't missed too many meals, if you've noticed. Just before, <laughs> just before bonus time, Dave ends up with a big present from Moe's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's going good? You, you, you're pleased? You're happy? What business were you in before this? Um. You name it, I've probably done it. Okay. I had my own business as a handyman. I've done management, factory work. Um, to the extreme, I was a hot air balloon pilot for 12 years. 
Now there is something different, <laughs> huh? Hot air balloon pilot. Uh, I lived out in St. Louis for a paper company, doing corporate work, uh, corporate improvement for a paper company. And in St. Louis, it's flat. So the one thing out there to do is you've got hot air balloons. No kidding. I, every once in a while, I'll see one around here. There must be a place around here somewhere. There are a couple folks, uh, a couple pilots up in the dairy yeah. region that, that take, take to the skies when the, the weather behaves. And how safe is that? Um, put it this way. I've done, I've covered a mile in about 15 minutes, and I've gone 42 miles an hour in a balloon. I've wow. been as high as 13,000 feet in a balloon. Never crashed? I've only crashed once. I ran out of fuel. I had my boss on board. That didn't work over yeah, too well. No, I would imagine not. <laughs> you end I, up with your, your handheld lighter and you're trying to get a little extra heat going in there. Well, but a crash isn't like a... No, it's a controlled crash. I mean, you want to say it's a crash, it's a controlled landing. Let's put it that okay. way. Uh, you know, hot air rises and if you don't keep heating it, it's going to drop. And, you know, you either get over water or you get over woods and... There's no place to land, and you've only got a limited amount of propane. I'm not doing it. I look at it all the time, and I'm scared oh. of heights to begin with. I, I look, and I go, someday maybe we'll do it, and then I'm like, Ugh. The people that are afraid of heights have the most fun. You've got, a, you've got a platform. You've got a basket. You've got walls around you, and the basket is made out of rattan and wicker. It's one of the strongest things that you could get into. It's got See, a roll I'd, cage. I'd go up with Dave, and I'd wait until we're 100, 200 feet in the air, and I'd just start jumping up and down, freaking them out a little bit. <laughs> Can you smoke cigars up there? I've seen pilots that smoked. Really? Yeah. Well, you got a lighter right there. You just... Oh, yeah, there you go. Is it loud? Yeah, the local livestock and animals don't particularly care for it because of the high-pitched whine. Okay. So you'll wake up every dog, horse, and animal within like a three-mile radius because they don't like that high-pitched whine. But, but being in a basket, I mean... Absolutely. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, my longest flight was New Year's Day, and I was just in a pair of coveralls, unzipped, with zip, minus degree weather. You know, you've got a 12 million BTU burner above you, and you're going to stay warm. Wow. Very interesting. Have you ever done it? No, but I want to. Now more than ever. Hey, you know Now what? that I know you're chicken? I, th- I think we need to get a cigar hot air balloon. How's that for an advertising? All right. Like it. Yeah. Now you're, like it. Now you're talking his language. Oh, we we have takers over here for yes. Wouldn't that be interesting? There's something there. We're gonna yeah. do something, huh? I used to take off. Uh, let's see, from April to September, every weekend there was a hot air balloon event. So, and the special shapes they pay big money to have these things come in. I've flown one in the shape of Humpty Dumpty, the space shuttle. What's it cost to get a special shape? Um, let's see. The Humpty Dumpty was somewhere just shy of six figures. I've seen them cost a couple million dollars. Well, I don't you know. know. It's, it just depends on what you want to do. I'm we'll a player, but we'll I'm, I'm, play, I'm not into we'll that. Put way. it on the black nah. card. You'll be fine. Yeah. You, you can get it for under six figures. You'll be fine. All right. So those listening to us, how do they get a hold, hold of Moe's? They can go on our website, www.mositaliansandwiches.com. Okay. And that has all 15 locations. You can click on Salem, and it has our menu. It has our contact information, our hours. So what's your address? My address is 5 Kelly Road. Right, right behind, behind Two, two Guys, guys smoke, smoke Shop. Shop. Can't miss it. And uh, I recommend the vegetarian, but the biggest seller is the Mo Original. The Mo's Original, exactly. All right, beautiful. 
What else do we need to know about it? That's it. We got our bumper music. We're going to be uh, bumping on out of here and then coming back with uh, some more exciting stuff with the contenders. All right. We're smoking four cigars, and we're getting to the final contenders. Uh, We'll announce uh, six and seven when we come back, and uh, Hot Cigar is on the shelves along with what's hot and what's not this year, and lots more coming up. Plus, maybe we're going to tap into these uh, these sandwiches here and talk a little bit more you know, about... eating a little something in between with chain smoking these cigars would be a good idea, right? I think it would be. I think that one says vegetarian with tomato, and this one says vegetarian with onion. All right, that's so me. that's him. <laughs> that's me. Beautiful. That's me. Love Beautiful. It. Thank you very much. No Thank problem. you so Thank much, you, and thanks for being part of uh, the Cigar Authority over here. Appreciate it very much. So visit Moe's. Come come visit Two Guys Smoke Shop oh, yeah. right after you pick up your cigars. Go to Moe's. Grab yourself a sandwich. You won't be sorry. We're, we're, cha- we're, we're chain smoking and chain eating Moe's. We do it all the time. So I highly recommend you do the same. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. All the new cigars for the contenders of the cigar year. Two more to come up with. Right now, we're smoking the Jesus Fuego Sandra de Toro, and we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott and Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moses is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. Buying a good cigar will cost you a fortune. True! Well, not any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to Dos Ombre. Dos Ombre cigars are long-filled premium cigars that are so affordable, they've been named the best buy in the cigar business. And it's a Dos Ombre cigar for everyone. Dos Ombre White is the mild Dominican. Dos Ombre Green is the fuller-bodied Nicaraguan. Dos Ombre Red is the medium-bodied Honduran. And the orange one is the ill-tempered Mexican. No, there is no Mexican. No Mexicans at all? No Mexican cigars. Have you seen the dark and delicious box breasts? I have, and I love them. Have you seen the tins or the huge-selling new pencil cigars? I have, and I love them. Dos Ombre Cigars, the best buy in the business, period. Available at Two Guys Smoke Shop and Two Guys Smoke Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. 
Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle. A bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. We're going to see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Oh, welcome back, folks. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. We are here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, right in front of Moe's Sandwich Shop. They're not behind us. We're in front of them. We're in front of Moe's Italian Sandwich Shop, and uh, that was nice of them dropping off uh, some, some Moe's sandwiches. And Absolutely. we were three-minute break. We ate it all. Yeah, because we both were like, we should probably save this and eat it on the show. Nah, we're just yeah, eat it. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. They don't, they don't sell their, uh, their cold cuts. They don't sell their cheeses. You have to buy a sandwich with it on it, and they are the only ones that have that particular cheese, those particular cold cuts. And after a while, you build a, a craving for that, right? Right. It's a certain kind of flavor, and it's a certain combination. And really, I think the best thing that they're doing is not putting lettuce on and not doing American cheese because those flavors dilute the flavors of your vegetables. Delicious. Delicious, and uh, it's great to have him as, as a advertiser. It's great to have him right behind us here. And there's another one in Seabrook, New Hampshire, yep. right near us over there. And maybe we can do something where you buy some cigars and you get a sandwich or oh, something that'd be like awesome. that. It's, it's interesting how, you know, we, we seek advertisers all the time. We're always, Chuck especially, is always uh, making the phone calls and sending emails and all that. And with Moe's, it was such a natural thing. We went to him and said, listen, we love your sandwiches. We're eating them all the time. We would love to do a partnership. And it was just yes right from the beginning. Yeah, great yeah. guy. Great guy. I got to say, J.C. Newman, same thing. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly. Nice. was there. We're in. We're in. Okay. So let's uh, say hello to uh, the, the stations picking up the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority radio network. Unlike, unlike last week when we waited until halfway through. Yeah. We'll just do it right away this time. We're going to say hi to WWZN AM 1510. The Revolution in Boston, 
WGHM 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manch, Vegas, New Hampshire. And why listen live when you can watch our video stream on Ustream.tv. We're podcasted on Podbean.com and iTunes, as well as our newest affiliate, The Cigar Station, at www.thecigarstation.com, the new home of the Cigar Authority. They broadcast our show twice on Sundays, 11 a.m. and 1 p. I'm sorry, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and then again 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome aboard the Cigar Station to the Cigar Authority Radio Network, and any of our products are on demand for your listening, viewing pleasure at thecigarauthority.com. Thank you. And we are smoking the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. The 2011 Cigar of the Year will be announced on Super Bowl Sunday, as it has been since 1992. We've been doing this that long, and we have seven contenders this year. We have smoked already the E.P. Carrillo Maduro contender. Lara Loba, Sumatra, the next contender. Alec Bradley, American Classic. The Perdomo ESV 2002. Loving that. Hated to put it down, I'll tell you. And the next cigar was the Jesus Fuego Sandra de Toro, meaning Blood of the Bull. You'd expect a real punch on the cigar. It's got lots and lots of flavor, but I'll tell you, it doesn't, as a guy that likes milder cigars, it's not killing me at all. Interesting thing about the the color of the wrapper, this would be one that they would separate out because of its reddish color. They'd separate it out and only smoke it at the factory uh, and kind of laugh at the rest of us gringos up here because typically this color uh, wrapper back in the day would not be one that Americans would, uh, would gravitate right. toward. Uh, but Jesus realized, obviously, this wrapper in color is the sweeter of the bunch. Yeah. They would smoke it in the factory. This was their favorite. And now releasing it to the public. I, th- I think plus. it's good looking. I like the color. I like the, the reddish hue yeah. to it or, or whatever you want to call it, a risotto. It certainly separates itself when it's next to another cigar up on the shelf. Jesus Fuego won the Cigar of the Year last year with his 2283. And it's been a, a booming cigar for us here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. And is it possible Jesus Fuego wins back-to-back? It's never happened before. It gets my vote every time with my wallet because I keep returning to it over and over again. I love this one. Uh, Jesus Fuego is a genius when it comes to tobacco. He's a a Cuban immigrant that uh, grew up and born El Corojo, Cuba. This is a little plantation in Cuba where three families lived, and they grew tobacco. And that tobacco is called Corojo. Anywhere else, it's not Corojo tobacco. So he took those seeds and he planted them elsewhere. His father's in Brazil and he has in Honduras and Dominican and he's growing uh, El Corojo tobacco other places and using it for himself. The only other person using authentic Corojo right now is Camacho. And Cusano used to do it in the Dominican and they don't have a uh, Cusano uh, Corojo any longer. Um, great cigar and worthy, as all these cigars are, as a cigar of the year. They are contenders right now. Only one will be chosen as the cigar of the year. Again, we'll, we'll tell you that answer on Super Bowl Sunday. Chuck, I happened upon 75-year-old Dave. Yeah. I was DJing a function yesterday that was a 50s and 60s-themed 
uh, birthday party, 75th birthday party. Uh, the guy who was this guy's best friend, whose party it was, shows up 47 minutes early. Party starts at 6, which means most people are going to arrive around 6.30. Birthday boy is due in somewhere between 7 and 7.30. Well, this gentleman shows up and reminded me of Dave immediately, not because of his punctuality, Mm -hmm. but walks right up and starts telling me the history of my turntables. Mm. He's an old-school disc jockey. Oh, was he? And he's commenting about how the particular version of turntable that I use was the upgrade from the one that he used back in the day, and he told me about the click on the the fader. I don't know if you remember that on the the pitch control. Yeah. The original techniques had a click right at zero, so you knew where zero was without looking. As a slider? Yes. Well, the original one actually was was a... Dial? Dial. Oh, I had one of those. All right, well, so... But it clicked in the center spot, so you weren't even looking, and you could just feel where... You could feel zero. zero, The problem with that is if you're doing a mix and you're trying to be very precise, sometimes that click can mess with you because it sprung to click to zero. So if you needed just a little nudge up there, it would always click back to zero. So the upgrade, which is the one I have, it's 20 years old now, uh, does not click in the zero. So he tells me all this stuff and very impressed by the new stylus that I have and asking me questions about my DJ program and all this. And so then he says, I'm sure for this party, they want to hear lots of 50s and 60s music. And I said, yeah, they do. And he goes, it's all crap. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? He goes, no beat, no bass. What do you got for disco? And nice. I'm like, uh, disco? Confused because this is supposed to be a 50s and 60s themed party. It's on the invitations. And he goes, yeah, what are you, a rookie? We, I want Madonna. I want Bee Gees. And he's going through the list. And I'm like, yeah, I, I have all that. I, you know, whatever you want, I'll play it. I'm like, just you're going to be a little disappointed at this party because I'm not allowed to play disco. It's a 50s and 60s theme party. So he waits until the guest of honor is there and everybody's happy, and he goes up and he talks. Well, he is the guest of honor. No, no, no. This is the friend, the best friend. Oh, okay. Who is, who is 75-year-old Dave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 75-year-old Dave is the best friend of the oh, other guy. Oh, all right. I thought he was the 75 No, no, no. So he, he goes up to the, the lady who's paying me and says, you know, the DJ is honoring your wishes. So he's taking charge here. Taking charge. Okay. Honoring your wishes. Not going to play disco unless you sign off on it. She comes right up and says... Have you met Gus? And I'm like, of course I met Gus. He was here ridiculously early. She's like, yeah, that's Gus. Uh, if you get a chance to play some disco for Gus, would you do it? I'm like, yeah, sure. Because the 50s and 60s people were dancing a little bit, so I put disco on. Everybody clears the floor except Gus. Out there jamming, clapping off beat. Couldn't believe that he was a DJ. <laughs> so also reminded me of Dave. What do you mean? I got a beat, man. He's clapping between the beat, off the beat, wherever he wants to clap. Just clapping for the sake of clapping. <laughs> Would not take his eyes off of his bride, and which is his fifth wife at this point. He's outlived them all, he said. Great guy. Reminded me of Dave. What did he do for work? Do you know? Uh, he went through his history. He actually had sold. I was at Maria's in Haverhill. He sold hot dogs from a hot dog stand that was at that location that we were at, Mm. told me the whole history of it from early 1900s on. I didn't want to know all of it, but he just kept... He told you. Yeah, kept told you anyway, and you remembered it. And he gave you your own opinions. Yes, he definitely (laughs) delivered my opinion on music, what was good, what was not. Doesn't like Lady Gaga, even though she's the new Madonna, doesn't understand her, knew that she was a musician. Interesting stuff. So I met the 75-year-old Dave. That's pretty cool. So he's... uh, even more punctual. Because um, he's retired. He's, right. he's got nothing every, but time waiting to get to where he's going to go. Every bit is bossy. 
takes take, over, <laughs> takes, <laughs> takes, control, takes control of everything. And uh, the only downside is a uh, big Madonna fan. So that's what's going to happen to you. I'm going to become a Madonna fan? You're going to become a Madonna fan. Never liked it. <laughs> I used to have actually no Madonna weekends in the nightclubs. And welcome to such and such club, everybody. This is the no Madonna weekend. The owner of the club used to look at me. He said, what are you doing here? And I'm like, absolutely no Madonna all weekend. And he's like, what is this? Like she was the hottest thing at the time and stuff. And those are things I would do. Impromptu, just no Madonna weekend. Because that's what other people were playing. I understand. So we would be smoking what everybody else smokes? No, we want to be on the cutting edge. We want to be on top of new cigars when they come out. We want to be the first one to have it, and we want to launch it. We and are the cigar authority. That is typically my view on life. I like to do things a little bit different than other people, and now this has been cemented in since I've tried skinny jeans. I hate them. I will never wear them again, ever. You've worn them two weeks in a row. You haven't taken them <laughs> off. <laughs> I guess I asked for that. <laughs> Because this is hour number four of us sitting here on the couch. I haven't moved. Yes, I am confused. So this is the top of the hour? This, this is the, the top, top of the, the hour. hour. Top of the going, second hour. Going into hour four of okay. the contenders. All right, so we have two contenders to go, right? We have two contenders. This is contender number six. And this is a cigar out of the Dominican Republic using all an all-Nicaraguan blend. Mm. So it's made in Dominican, but the tobacco is all-Nicaraguan. Why? I have no idea. Does that still make it a Puro? I don't know. It's pure. It's all pure Nicaraguan, yet it is uh, handmade in the Dominican Republic. Um, I'll tell you, this is a very, very well-made cigar. The cigar has come out before, and it was reblended and reworked because of whatever they didn't like about it. If you make a meatloaf, yeah. all made out of meat, and you produce the meatloaf in a vegetarian factory, is it still meatloaf? Yes. Then, therefore, this is a Nicaraguan Puro. It probably is. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, it's called Ortsak 1962. And this had come out a year or two ago, and it came out in ammo cans. Castro hates these guys. Castro hates them. Therefore, I like them all it that It started off with no band. And then it came in with a foot band on it. And then it came in black boxes. And now... Here it is. Wow. It's called Ortsack Bulletproof. And it's a zip box. It's got a zipper on it. I've never seen anything like this before. It's worth buying just for the box. Yeah, really? You open it up, nice. Ortsack 1962, and I'll explain that whole thing to you also. But the box has nothing inside of it. It's a cloth box, but for somehow it stays strong, right? Oh, wow. The material, why they call it bulletproof, is what? What's that called? Kevlar? Kevlar. Kevlar, yeah. It's, bulletproof a ke vest. it's what bulletproof vests are made out of, and that's what the cigar box is made out of. It's soft, yet it's bulletproof material or whatever. It's rigid, yet supple. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's very cool. And What's uh, the price point on this? The price point on this trick question is $7 cigar. $7 cigar. Wow. Uh, the band, it says Ortsack on the side, not on the front where normally the band would be, but it has this kind of shield. I don't know what else to call it. It's, yeah, it's a yellow a and red shield, right? And 
a very, very nice taste and a cigar that's selling very, very well for us. It's a third generation, and I think they got it down now for sure. I mean, people are intrigued by it just walking by it. Uh, the colors are fantastic. Now I'll tell you about the brand, Ortsack. Ortsack, look in a mirror at this cigar, and now it tells the story. Because you have to actually look at the cigar backwards of what it is. So Ortsack, spelled backwards, is Castro. C-A-S-T-R-O-O-R-T-S-A-C. That was a great pregnant pause, by the way. You're really getting this radio thing. Pregnant pause. It was beautiful. (laughs) I'm in awe. I don't know what that means, but he's in awe. In 1962 is when Operation Ortsack happened. This was a uh, – the U.S. military created Operation Ortsack, which was to take the uh, Fidel Castro over and get rid of communists in the country. Sure. And they had something planned out, and this is what they were going to do. Uh, Bay of Pigs had fallen apart, and what are they going to do? It's Operation Ortsack. Operation Ortsack never happened. They never did it. Bummer. But you can look it up and see that it, w- it was a military thing that was supposed to happen. And um, Victor Vitale from the Cigar Agency put together this brand and this concept of, of uh, Operation Ortsack. And it's not paying homage to Fidel Castro. It's actually doing the opposite. It's saying that they can produce cigars better than Cuba. And this is their version of a better-than-Cuban cigar, Operation Ortsack. They go after Fidel Castro nice, in this. Nice, and this is the And this is the brand. And, uh, in my opinion, that should give it bonus points yeah. in the contender package because the story is, is cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Dave, remind our audience again here. How, can they – I mean, last year, and I'm sure this has been consistent through all the years of you doing this – Folks can buy the Contender Pack. Yes. Uh, $39.99 is the pack of seven, and you can find it on twoguyssmokeshop.com. You can go into any Two Guys Smoke Shop. They'll have it there. And what's interesting is you get all those seven cigars. It's a, it's a better buy buying them as a group, so it ends up costing. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's got to cost you money almost to put that pack out because yeah. mathematically that just doesn't yeah, work. It's, it's a good deal to begin with, but what we're asking you when you buy the pack is do us a favor, and there's a special email address that is in that pack for you. And Which you, you're not giving out now because you don't want people voting unless they've right. smoked the cigars it, first. It wouldn't, you know, somebody had said to me before when we announced the cigar of the year last year or the contenders of last year is, well, those are crappy choices of the contender of the contenders last year. And I emailed the guy back and I said, really? I said, we put so much time and effort and energy into that and picking the right things and stuff. What would you think would be better than this? And the guy's response back to me was, well, I never smoked those cigars. Well, you are not allowed to have a vote if you haven't smoked them because that would be people voting that don't know who the people are running for office. That would be somebody voting for Obama who never – That would be my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, we we want – certainly we want you to smoke the cigars first and then tell us who the best cigar is of the bunch, not – just vote on something you haven't tried before. So saying you don't like Ortsack and never trying it before would be an unfair uh, vote for you to, to, to pick something that you, you have tried and not the ones that we have done all the work for you already and picked the seven contenders. Now tell us, we, we're looking for your help, please. 
tell us which one of this is the best. So buy the contenders pack. You have a vote. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Without, without trying all of them and saying that you like, you know, you, you may like Perdomo cigars. That's what you smoke all the time. You know what? I want to vote for Perdomo. I like the cigar. I never tried Ortsak before, but I want to vote for Perdomo. No, it's, it's not really fair to the, the other ones. No matter which ones it is you pick, it's not fair without smoking them all. So smoke them all, then give us your vote. Spinach, lemon butter, and a little bit of pepper. You're out of your mind. I got a lot of pepper. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of pepper. Spinach, lemon butter, lemon butter. See, you guys are tasting pepper, but I'm I've, I've switched my mind. I don't I no longer taste pepper. I'm getting the citrus. citrus. Yeah, but it's it's got a, just a little hint of the creaminess. But there's also there's a green vegetable in there, and it's not string beans this time. And it's spinach. Mike Havy completely agreed. agrees with me. Look, he's, he's completely he's shoveling. <laughs> The crap. Horse, what he's horse excrement. He's shoveling it. So anyway, very interesting, huh? That's awesome. And uh, I don't know what to do with this, but you're not going to throw it away. It, it's an awesome box. It is, yeah. What do you do with it? Poured cash in it. You, know, you guys should have like a best box contest. You, you should see some of the things. We've seen guitars. We've seen pocketbooks. Now jewelry boxes that I have back there. A guy, uh, some charity thing going on, and he had beautiful jewelry boxes with shells on them and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. I like the stuff inside the yeah. boxes and not necessarily not one good throw I've had all day. <laughs> That's why I'm sticking to cigars. I'm not going to be the athlete. So, uh, interesting. Kind of heavy. A little heavy, yep. yep. I would say the strongest one we've had so far. Easily. This is the most full-bodied of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, I've smoked it a bunch of times. Very good. Selling very good. I have a warm spot for Ortsak to begin with because they came on the show. I think they were in the first real show that we broadcast. They were in there. Victor came in and yeah, helped I don't us know. out. I don't know if he had Ortsak at the time. He did. That, was, that was back the early stage. Early stages of Ortsak, and we had the, uh, the pill boxes there. And pill whatever boxes. Whatever they are. The ammo boxes? Ammo boxes. Yeah. So this has gone through stages, and the cigar's been around for a while, but the, the manufacturing has changed, the blends have changed, things have happened. and I. So therefore, you do the right thing, and you change your band, and you change your box, and you don't try to sell the same band. It, the name is the same, but there's nothing confusing about this. If you smoked the Yortzak before and the Yortzak now, everything's different about it. Mm. It's a smart move. Well, and very interesting... Um, a dark ash, which would be similar to Cuban, Cuban style. They're really going after Cuban cigars with, with, with the flavor profile. There's no doubt about it. Interesting who they got the manufacturing done from, though. I don't think I'm supposed to say. All the more reason the, to say it. The <laughs> last thing you would think of smoking the cigar, the last brand you would consider to be the manufacturer of it, is who manufactured it. Has can I venture a guess? You can venture a guess. I, I guess, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not, but nobody's listening. So Davidoff. Davidoff makes this. That's only because you said the last person. It, it would be the last <laughs> that person. Is my last, that would be my last The kind guess. of strength and power that this cigar has, so Cuban-esque. But I want to remind you that Davidoff, years ago, was made in Cuba. That was the only brand that Cuba made for an outside country, and they made it for the Swiss that made Davidoff in Cuba, and they did up until, was it the early 90s? 
I think it was the early 90s that they decided um, that the uh, quality in Cuba was not meeting their standards. And they actually, uh, Zeno Davidoff got everything that he had of the Cuban Davidoffs and made a giant bonfire and burned them all rather than let his name be there on um, something that the quality had dropped off that dramatic. So they ended up just burning everything That's that they a had. Statement. They went to the Dominican Republic and they saw Hanky Kellner, Hendrik Kellner, and they had him make the cigar for him. And all Davidoffs were now made in the Dominican Republic from Hanky Kellner. Later on, they ended up buying uh, Kellner's factory, and they own it now. Interesting. Tobacco used on Davidoff is Hendrik Kellner still owns tobacco fields in the Dominican Republic himself, and they buy some tobacco of his that's used in some of the Davidoffs, none of which that are used in this. The factory, Hendrik Kellner's factory or Davidoff's factory, is producing Ortsak, but using none of the tobacco from there, they buy their, the Ortsak people buy their own tobacco all out of Nicaragua. And that's why I say tasting it, you would never even guess. Uh, nor am I even supposed to, I don't, you know, I, I apologize I, in well, advance of ignorance I think, I think, if I was supposed to not I say it. I think Victor has, has told us yes, who yeah. it before on the show, yeah. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Mr. Garofalo is the cigar authority. Because he blabs when he's not supposed to? No, well, you heard it here, I'm, folks. Maybe I'm don't supposed tell to. him any secrets. Well, well, you know, you see nothing on the packaging to, to, to show that. It, it's, you know, a black box, which they're white and wood and all that. It's very, very different. They're not trying to, to fool anybody into thinking this is a Davidoff product by any means on taste, on look, on anything, um, they're living off their own reputation of this cigar itself. But the, the people who like full-bodied cigars, I urge you to try this full-bodied cigar uh, and see what a factory like that that makes such a quality product can, can put, produce out. Especially if you really, really enjoy the flavor of spinach because it's getting more spinachy. I don't get spinach. I get nothing. When was the last time you had a spinach? I had spinach once, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was so long ago. Yeah. It's green leafy vegetables. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you cook it. It gets wilted a little bit. It's good. You put some vinegar on it, a little salt and pepper, and you're vinegar. good. Vinegar. Put vinegar on it. On spinach, yeah. This doesn't have a vinegar flavor at all. Just, just yeah. straight spinach. Hmm. So anyway, let's, let's see what we had. We had the E.P. Carrillo Maduro, which would be the first Maduro to ever win if that was to happen. Lara Loba, Sumatra, which is a Don Pepin Garcia product. Um, we have Alec Bradley American Classic, which is a mild cigar, in my opinion. Perdomo ESV Connecticut 1992, which is a U.S. Connecticut shade wrap cigar out of Nicaragua. Uh, we had the Sangre de Toro, which would be Jesus Fuego, which if he won, it would be the first time ever that somebody won back-to-back. And now we're trying the Ortsak 1962 Bulletproof. And uh, we're looking at a $7 cigar, kind of full-bodied. And in just a little while, we're going to come back with the seventh and last cigar. You don't want me to say right now. Not at all. We're teasing it. We're teasing it. We're not telling you. The seventh and last one. In the meantime, we're enjoying um, the Ortsak, the last contender coming up. We got information uh, of different items and new cigars hitting the shelves we'll talk to you about, which will be contenders for next year, maybe. Who knows? So stick around, everybody. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network. I got a feeling That tonight's gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna be a good night 
streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident. And just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back and relax, it's Two Guys Two guys rock. 
The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. We've got a reggae thing going on. I love it. It's not really a reggae thing going on. That was last week. Oh, was that last week? <laughs> yeah. We're here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You want to come by and visit, just take uh, exit one off Route 93. And uh, we're right in front of Moe's Sandwich Shop, right? That we are. We are. That's going to be how we tell people where we are. I'll tell you this. I mean, everybody knows at this point that this is our uh, seventh or eighth cigar of the day because we are taping the shows, and uh, I'm a little stoned right now. I'm like, I'm feeling it. And we had a little something to eat in between. Surprise. We did. I had something to eat before. But I drank a lot of coffee. I drank a big water. I got a little sip left. And uh, we're getting through it anyway. So we've had the contenders for the cigar of the year. We've had... Six so far, we're going into number seven. I'll read them off to you once again. Contender number one was E.P. Carrillo Maduro. Number two was Lara Loba, Sumatra. Number three was Alec Bradley, American Classic. Number four, Perdomo, ESV, Connecticut, 2002. Number five, Jesus Fuego, Sandra de Toro, Blood of the Bull. Number six is Ortsak, 1962, Bulletproof. And the seventh cigar for contender for the cigar of the year. Dun, 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 dun. The Viajuelo. Viajuelo cigars. For the record, he only points to me because he screws up the name on this every, every single time. time. It's true. <laughs> Viajuelo is a Dominican cigar um, made by, by Maurice Cox, a small cigar manufacturer in the Dominican Republic who it, listens to us every week. Yep, that's right. He's going to be pumped to find out. Congratulations, Maurice. He uh, certainly made a great cigar. This cigar, uh, and I'll be honest with you, I found out about this cigar from Cigar Aficionado last year. Um, Their Cigar of the Year issue uh, that came out, they listed the best buys. Mm. And who they chose for their Cigar of the Year was an unavailable product out of Cuba, that ridiculous and uh, impossible to get cigars and things like that. But another impossible cigar was their Best Buy cigar, which was this cigar, Viajuelo. 
It was impossible to get because it only came out once, and it came out for the European market only. Viajuelo was a cigar made for Europe by Maurice Cokes out of his factory, and it didn't mention that either. Uh, it just mentioned that it was the best buy. I saw it. It was Dominican, and I travel to Dominican all the time and go to all the factories there, and I had never seen it before. And I got a call from Maurice, and he says, how do you like that, huh? That was really good. That's going to really uh, help my company out. He says, we're going to have to go into full production for that uh, f- for the U.S. market now. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, Viajuelo. He said, that's me. And I was so happy for him, but I had no idea. I said, I never smoked a cigar, never saw it. Do you have any? And he says, no, I have to stop making them up. So I said, all right, I'm going to come down there in a couple weeks. I said, I want to see it. Tell me about it and, and all this. I went down. He had some cigars made. He says, here, try it. It was awful because it was, it was freshly made and uh, already starting its, its, its um, fermentation. Yep. fermentation again after the cigar was rolled. So uh, he says, you know, get past that. And, and, you know, in a few months, this thing may be ready for sale. So um, time went on. It still wasn't ready. We waited and waited. Finally, he came up in May. And kind of launched the Viajuelo at that point to the U.S. market. And he's been having a tough time keeping up with it, but he's been good to us. And he tells us all that, all the problem and delay of the cigar because of the huge demand there was for it uh, is past him now. And the cigars are coming in readily. Readily, Obviously, we couldn't make it a contender for the, for the Cigar of the Year last year. It wasn't readily available. We didn't even know about it, really. So it's, it's new to the U.S. market. Um, and props to Cigar Aficionado for finding it and um, saying that it's a best buy, because it certainly is. Um, you're looking at a $5 cigar here that uh, is outstanding. More on a fuller-bodied I'll say full-bodied early on. Early aggressive cigar is what I call it. At the very beginning, it's very, very full-bodied, but just a half-inch in, it'll start mellowing out and, and you know, getting uh, not, not a problem for my palate, which really doesn't like the really full-bodied stuff. So at the very beginning, I go, whoa, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then it, as it gets going, I like it more and more and more. It's a finger burner. I smoke them all the way down past the band. Very well-made. And a unbelievable value. So congratulations to Maurice Cokes, uh, Viajuelo, great, great cigar, and a contender this year for the 2011 Cigar of the Year. Not only a Best Buy, but a Cigar of the Year uh, possibility here. It's a great, great cigar. What do you think? I dig it. I dig it a lot. Always have. We've, we've had it on the show before. We've had Maurice on. Yeah. It's a great smoke. How do you beat that for the price? I mean, it's going to be a tough one. So it's a Dominican. I don't know uh, of the blend and, and what, they, what they use. I know um, the wrapper, actually. I know where that's coming from, and it's coming from the Dominican. Great, great stuff. Uh, and, and I think all these cigars are, are all worthy uh, for Cigar of the Year. Um, and uh, I, I'm looking for your help, the listener, the viewer. Uh, grab a Contenders for the Cigar of the Year pack. $39 gets you all seven cigars. And um, it gives you the email address of where to send your vote. And believe me, it's considered. Uh, I would say about 30, 33% of it is going to be 
the deciding factor of what the people think. Then it's the consum- Then it's the employees and the and the uh, sales and the register and all that stuff. And uh, if somebody drops off, as far as oh, look at that! It's birthday time. It's birthday time. Okay. Today is November nineteenth. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. It is the three hundred twenty-third day of the year, and there are only forty-two days remaining until the end of the year. Christmas is here. Yes. <laughs> All right, so as we did last week, uh, Chuck and I are going to uh, play a little bit for you, and you're going to tell us whose birthday it is today. All right. Born in 1933, this is an American TV personality, is what I'll give you as your hints. Soupy Sales. How did the Saturday Night Live thing come about? Don't ask me. It all came out of nowhere. Somebody put it on, I think it's Facebook. It was a Facebook campaign. A half a million people signed on. Are you, by the way, do you Twitter? Uh, no, I'm afraid I don't. I know what Betty it White. is, but I don't use That is it. Betty White. However, it is not Betty White's birthday. It is the interviewer of Betty White, Larry Larry King. King. Of course, Larry King. Yes. I knew that right off the bat, but okay. All right. Betty White would be even older than that, right? Betty White would be probably... Horace Greeley said, Ooh. go west, young man. The west he was referring to Born was in 1936. wild and untamed. That's Dick Cavett. Very interesting. It's a boat. All right. There's another legendary West that remains untamed and appeals to the adventurous soul. And what I'm TV or radio? Is known the world over uh, TV talk show, American talk show host. You don't know Dick Cavett? Big Groucho fan guy. And never lonely. Books, all kinds That's of May stuff. Yes, yeah, actually, that was an interview with Mae West. Sometimes when I'm going through these things, pulling out the sound bites, I get myself lost on YouTube oh, going yeah. through and researching because there's hey. so much good stuff on these old yeah. guys. All right, so born in 1936, that was Dick Cavett. Next up, born in 1938, American businessman. I've never seen purple underwear before, What Calvin. the? That's out of order. All right, we'll go to 1942. Why, why do you keep calling me Calvin? Well, that is your name, isn't it? Calvin Klein? It's written all over your underwear. Ah. That's like Back to the Future. It is Back to the Future. But uh, Businessman from Back to the Future? No, this is American clothing designer. I'm sorry. Chuck skipped oh. ahead on me on that one. Mer- Calvin Klein? Calvin Klein. Very good. Born in 1942. It said Calvin Klein. Right. Okay. Uh, oh, he's wearing the underwear on Back to the Future. What is... Your name's Calvin Klein. How do you... Yeah, no, we it's just, not. Because we just, it's in his underwear. We I just got heard it. the All whole right, clip. I got it. You I, don't have to regurgitate it to us. I got it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, can we go back to the one before that, Chuck? You, this was you didn't send me one, buddy. ACDC. You were listening to oh, it this morning. Oh, that's oh, duh. <laughs> ACDC. Yes. Businessman. The hint is the name of the song. American businessman. What's the name of the song? Can you name the band? ACDC, black or white? What is this? All right, turn it off. He fails. <laughs> TNT is the name of the song. TNT. TNT is Turner Network Television, owned by Ted Turner, born in 1938. Also the owner of CNN. CNN. We spoke about him earlier today. Mm. All right, so now this one, if you don't get, you had a slap in the back of the head. <laughs> exactly one half of a slap. Uh, born in 1961, American actress. Yes! 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 Oh! Oh! 
God, I almost forgot. It's my wife Laurie's birthday. No. I'll have what she's having. Yes, I'll have what she's having. Uh, is it Meg Ryan's birthday? It is birthday? Meg Ryan. Very no, good. Okay, good. All right. Now this next this next actress acted in my wife's and my favorite movie. This is one of the things that we have in common. Oh, come on. I put it in the thing. I know because I never loved him the way that he loved me. Richard Gere. You could win your lives. I'm a name. I don't think I have a life. I guess I got the answer. Yeah, you got it. Jodie Foster. I'm an idiot. All right. So those are our birthdays today. Jodie Foster, born in 1962. That's what we have. So she is 49. You guys are almost the same age. Yeah. She's on my list, too. She's aging well. Betty White's number one, though. As far as old women, if I had my if I had my pick to go at someone, stop. You're crazy. Stop. Yeah, stop. You're Tell me that. you're being sarcastic. She's getting hotter and hotter as time goes on. You know who else is getting aging well? Is uh, George Bush's wife there, uh, the second Bush, Laura. Wow. Jesus. You do like older women because you married an older woman. Yeah, first, she's off. thirteen years older than I am. Imagine that. No. Yeah. She's aging well as well. Yeah. 13 years older. Nice tight caboose on my wife. I'm going to ask, man. If, I, if, if my wife was 13 years older than me, yeah. she would be a senior citizen. <laughs> she just better hope but she's to not, God. She's younger than me. You better hope to younger. God that she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I know my wife's not listening, so I've got carte blanche to say what I want. She doesn't listen ever? Mm-mm. No? No. Did she ever smoke a cigar with you? Once on our honeymoon, we had a uh, what I thought was a Cuban cigar yeah. back then. Bank. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know any better. Oh, my. So the contenders, you have them all. We have, have them, them all. all here. Are we venturing guesses as to what we think is going to make it, or are we just going to leave it to the I would public? Ha- I would hate you to, to make somebody think differently. Yeah. Okay. But do you... What do you say? Do you have some favorites? Or, you know? Well, I know the ones that I return to. Wallet-wise. Yeah, what do you spend your wallet on? I go in, in order. I would say the Sangre de Toro and then Ortsak were the two, are the two that I go back to over and over again. <laughs> and actually, that, that they, size They were of, all selling big time. Every single one of these. I'd like to say, uh, you know, which, which one doesn't sell all that well because you, you have nothing uh, over $7 here. Uh, there's nothing in the... Uh, well, and size-wise, the Ortsak is that—that's the exact size that I would smoke. Whereas the San Toro, I usually buy the uh, the open packs, the uh, the five pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you know Cuban style, the, yep. the tight roll, the smaller there. ones. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, you look. You're looking at for in, in the four dollar range into the seven dollar range. Uh, that is the sweet spot that's happening in sales as far as everything goes. I mean, as a retailer, would I like to sell nothing but $20 cigars? Yeah, I would. But let, let's look at what's hot and what's not, okay? Um, what's hot and what's not? Right now, expensive cigars are not hot. Hmm. They're not. And there are exceptions to that. Um, and you, you'll hear the exceptions of... Uh, that right now. I'll give you a for instance of what's not hot is uh, La Flor Dominicana Casa de Tobacco. Okay, there's a new cigar that came out this year. I thought this thing was going to be the biggest hit 
of the year. The problem is, and it's a great, great cigar, the problem is the price. It's a $17 cigar, but that's the cigar that comes in the house. Casa de Tobacco. Yeah. That's the box. I was this close of buying hundreds of them. I thought this was going to be the biggest thing. I said, everybody needs that. Every cigar man cave or something wants that. That's what tobacco huts look like where they hang the tobacco. And tobacco hangs on the side of it. They have it in there, and the thing slides in, and there's a box of cigars in it. Cigars are great. The problem is the price. And what a what a downer that, so that cigar would, was. Do you think the cigar would sell better if it was a $10 cigar? Yes. And it would take off? Yeah. Now, it, when you're going to put a price on a cigar, what is the criteria that you have? Is it the availability of the tobacco? I mean, realistically speaking, if you're growing tobacco, they all should cost about the same to make. Yeah, you've got to see the packaging on that. It must have cost a lot. Right? I'm sure the that, that has something to do to with the price. It, uh, and... Unfortunately, uh, it's it's, uh, and I didn't buy in heavy, knock on wood, uh, but it is uh, not hot. I mean, it's barely selling, and uh, it's been out there front and center all uh, since probably September. So uh, it's not going anyway. Another one that's there on the shelf, I I think that's not hot, and I expected it to be really big, is the Rocky Patel. 50th birthday. This is Rocky Patel's 50th birthday cigar, and another really good-tasting cigar. I like it. I had one this morning. The price. I wanted to try it. It's very expensive. Yeah, I bought one, too. $18. You know, it, it just scares people away. There's only so many people going to spend 18 to $20 on a cigar, and that's the slowdown of that. Is it a good cigar? It's a very, very good cigar. Very good, yeah. but not $18 good. Um the packaging is a little scary. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a beautiful wooden box that opens up to orange cloth in the inside with a brass plate with Rocky Patel's signature and rhinestones throughout the whole thing. What is it? Suede. Inside is suede rhinestones throughout the, the Rocky Patel name. You've heard the expression, jump the shark? Yeah. What does that mean, jump the shark? It's a... It's a uh uh, like you go it? in front of a shark with its there mouth open. There was that open. TV show, Gilligan's Island, right? Isn't that where it comes from? It was uh, Happy Days. Happy Days. Happy Days, Fonzie. Oh, where Fonzie jumped over the shark tank. That's right. Yeah. And, well. the, and the show went off the air. Because it, they went a little too far. You know, and, th- and that's what I, what I see this is uh, it went a little too far, I think. Another thing that, uh, that has happened uh, is that's, that's not going very well is Lanceros. Lanceros are dead. Hmm. Uh, I think they've always been dead, but stronger than ever. It's, uh, it's not happening, and it, it's not hot. Um, and some old standby Cuban names that used to be all that and more uh, are dead. Brands like Cohiba, Monte Cristo. These were the hottest selling brands. The problem is the price. So price has been a major factor since 2007. Everybody's looking for value. That's what you see on our list of contenders this year. Um, what is hot is big ring gauges. You saw the JFR 770. Oh yeah. yeah. Seven inches long by 70 ring gauge. Price $7.70. That is an unbelievable value for a cigar that's going to take you probably three hours and or if, more. If an average, weekend. Yeah, right. If an average cigar takes costs $2 to make, that one's got to be $4 to make because it's so much tobacco. Yeah. 
So it is a great value. We can't keep them in stock. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is not a contender for the cigar of the year because we can't keep them in stock. Uh, plus, I could never smoke a cigar like that. The majority of people, 70 ring gauge, man. You've got to be very comfortable with your sexuality. <laughs> um, Davidoff White Edition. Now, here's a little uh, something different to what we just said about price. This is a cigar in $19 cigar. The Davidoff White Edition came and went in a matter of days. I mean, it was a blockbuster smash. Um, that was a limited release cigar that came out. Um, very, very uh, beautiful packaging they did with the white box. And Davidoff people that spend that kind of money anyway had no problem with it. That's the thing. A LaFleur Dominicana fan is not used to spending $20 in a cigar. Uh, Davidoff people are. So that ended up uh, doing well. Uh, still priced up there is the Wolfman by Pete Johnson. This is a limited release product that did very well this year. San Latano Oval, it's up there in the $10 range, did very good. And probably the hottest thing that's out there right now, and it's perfect timing um, because the folks from uh, Perdomo, uh, Arthur Kemper just walked in with uh, Roy Roy Kirby. Kirby. But all the Perdomo stuff, that's got to be like the hottest brand that's out on the market right now. Their stuff and a a contender for the Cigar of the Year. So that's what I got for what's hot and what's not. Let us know. uh, Write to us on thecigarauthority.com. What is it? uh, Sales at thecigarauthority.com. Leave it to ads. Ads. Ads at thecigarauthority.com. And let us know what's hot. Maybe we're missing something and we should be on something. But in the meantime, we have the contenders for the 2011 Cigar of the Year. I'll read it to you one last time before we close out. Uh, E.P. Carrillo Maduro, contender for the Cigar of the Year, and the, uh, if they win, they'd be the first uh, Maduro to, to hit. Laura Loba, Sumatra, out of Nicaragua, uh, is a contender for the Cigar of the Year. Alec Bradley, American Classic, contender for the Cigar of the Year. Perdomo, ESV Connecticut 2002, contender for the Cigar of the Year. Jesus Fuego, Sandra de Toro, contender for the Cigar of the Year. Ortsak, 1962, Bulletproof, contender for the Cigar of the Year. And Viajuelo, out of the Dominican Republic. Maurice Cokes, I know you're listening. Congratulations to you. Contender for the Cigar of the Year. Those are the seven. One of them will be the Cigar of the Year. And we'll make that announcement on Super Bowl Sunday. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, it's Christmas time. Uh, we are going live at Two Guys Smoke Shop on right after Thanksgiving. We got Friday coming, which will be uh, the folks from Drew Estates. We're giving away the 70-inch TVs, and I will tell you who ended up winning that. We're bowling Uh, for turkeys. Bowling for turkeys going on right now. Um, And uh, we'll uh, talk about all the gift packs and all the things that are in cigar stores all over the place next week, along with... uh, um, We didn't get to it again. The new cigars hitting our shelves. We'll get to that next week. Along with more. What are you going to say? That's it. Time flies when you're having fun, baby. Book a T. Happy birthday, Book a T, right? <laughs> that was last week. Oh, was that last week? Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's what Even makes Even you it. get confused. So uh, I, got, I got great cigars going. I'm smoking the Viajuelo right now, enjoying it very much. Uh, all the contenders, I don't know. This is uh, who we thought was the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. I'd also be interested if you think we missed somebody out. Let us know. Uh, but and we'll I, be happy to ignore you. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. I think we got it straight. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, a lot of work was done to, to pull this off. We got it. One of them becomes the Cigar of the Year. As I say, we've been doing it since uh, 1992, and the winner comes out on Super Bowl Sunday. So Get your contender pack, twoguyssmokeshop.com. Yes, or come by any Two Guys Smoke Shop, Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua. Watch the video a- starring Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, thanks, everybody, for joining in. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune, and it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness, That will keep you coming back for more and more. But it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes. The Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the auric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke shop visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 auric simply amazing since 63 Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life 
that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. 